Hey everyone, welcome back to Davism's podcast. I'm so sorry that I've been gone for a little while. As you know, we've got a pandemic of insanity going on around the world. And it's, uh, you know, it's probably stressful for you, it's stressful for me, it's stressful for the family. And we all just got to take a breath. I was a breath out <laughs> and just try and gather our thoughts. But the only one, well, actually one of the good things that I think at the pandemic, whatever you want to call it, the Chinese flu, the Wuhan flu, Kung flu, COVID-19, um, you know, if it's affecting everybody in some manner. Uh, some ways it's being and bringing people together. Some ways people that can't go anywhere that are by themselves or probably affecting them in another way. I just think that we ought to realize that I guess there's a lot more important things in life than some of the, you know, some of the petty bullshit that people complain about in a day or a week or a year. You know, you know, it's unfortunate there's people that are dying because this virus is crushing them because they might have other things that are wrong with them. And this is just like the unfortunate nail in the coffin for them. And the sad thing is that a lot of the people that, you know, and obviously when they die, they can't even have a, you can't even have a funeral because you can't have anybody get together to, uh, mourn, celebrate, or whatever people do, uh, particular family or friends do at a, you know, at a funeral or a wake. Um, that's kind of unfortunate too. So then you really die alone. It's kind of sad. But I think hopefully people will learn to be, uh, respectful of one another, you know, when this is all over, it's, you know, and it's the nice thing is it's kind of slowed things down. I mean, for me, I have to work at home, but there's not a lot of work to do. It's just what I can do. But um, I thought I'd be working out more, but I was and then I'm not. So I totally got off track. And uh, it's funny how in this downtime... I just love information. I like watching things about YouTube, whether it's funny or educational. I've been playing my guitar I bought for the past so many weeks. I don't know if I had it for a month or not or so, but it's just nice to do something new and learn something new and challenge yourself and have the pain of your fingers trying to develop a callus on the end of the edge of your tips of your fingers. It's painful. It's weird that they're hard. Ah, it's weird. But, uh, it's, you know, try and learn something new that you haven't done before. You know, it's just, it's good to learn. And here I am, actually right in front of me, I have my, uh, I don't even know what you call it, my Amazon tablet, Amazon Fire. And I happen to be watching the Dallas Buyers Club, I think that's the name of the movie. And it's a movie that basically talks about it's AIDS, about AIDS and how it's treated. And 
actually, to be honest with you, I didn't look, I was going to look to see if it was a true story, which I haven't, but I decided I want to make the podcast since I guess I had a lot on my mind to get out, which is obviously more about the virus than anything. You know, it's pretty insane that we're a lot of places you can't even go out unless you're going to do maybe an hour exercise. You can't go to the beach, can't go to some parks in some states. And, uh, I mean, I went to Whole Foods today after doing an errand with my dad. Had to drop him off in a, in a town about 40 minutes away to pick up his brother's uh, minivan. Because my uncle happens to be in the, uh, in a nursing home recovering from a stroke and he's doing excellent. And there's actually two people there that do have the coronavirus. So it makes it worrisome that you can't even drop off magazines from, you can't drop off anything. You can't go in. You could just call him on the phone. That's pretty much it. And being that he's 74 and recovering from an infection and bad and very bad infection and a stroke, you hope that he doesn't get the virus because he's in a weakened state, although he's getting much stronger than he was months ago. So in watching, getting back to my point, the Dallas Buyers Club about AIDS, it's just funny how, well, it's actually not even funny. I just used that word. Um, you know, how people treated people with AIDS. I mean, obviously there's people that discriminate against gay people, but there was people that contracted it that were not gay from people that had sex with people that intervened in drug use and all different kinds of things. In the case, I won't describe what happens in this movie. You haven't seen it, but I think it's an awesome movie. I'm only uh, on top of my screen. I'm about halfway done, almost. But it's just terrible how people treat people when they don't understand who they are. Um, you know, whether you're straight, gay, bi, whatever, you're still a person. You still have some value. But it's, you know, when it came to AIDS, people are really ostracized in a lot of ways. And it's, you know, because people didn't understand much about what it was and how it was transmitted until... You know, obviously people, they research it and find out how it is. And, and in reading online, there's been two people that have been cured of it. And one of them, I think it was from getting a bone marrow transplant because it kind of cleaned up the system and gave them the strength to fight it off, I guess, and eliminate it. So there's been two people that have been cured of AIDS. And which is pretty amazing that have no signs of it's gone. And hopefully that can be eradicated, just like this coronavirus can be eradicated. And hopefully, you know, the flu, we can eradicate that. Um, I mean, I myself hadn't, hadn't taken a flu shot since, like, probably high school until I started a job where I'm working in a hospital sort of therapeutic setting. Um, and you have to get it, and I've gotten it, and uh, didn't get the flu. So I'm happy about that. I've actually been pretty good, but um, being inside kind of messes you up. Not going out enough, uh, except for some car rides. And uh, it's like at one moment I want to ride my bike because I see people riding their bikes. But the second time, I've only ended up in a hospital actually once from anything cycling. Uh, when I was a little kid, I fell off my bike and had a bad wound on my elbow and it got infected. And the infection was what, why I had to go to the hospital. They strapped me down to a table, had a brush, and brushed out the infection. Then I wore a cast. But knock on every, 
walk, all kinds of what I've never had to go to the hospital for any kind of cycling accident. I mean, I've had them, but nothing very bad, just some bad scrapes or burns. Um, but, you know, getting back to the pandemic, it's just, I think it's helped people, some people to get closer to one another. And then there's some people that uh, it's ruining their relationship or people are con- contemplating getting divorces. And obviously, you know, if you're used to going to work or your kids are going to school and neither of that's happening, you're all at home, you really got to find out things to do. But it's just sad that people uh, get stressed out and give up so easily. I mean, especially in America, we're pretty blessed here to, you know, how, how many people come from all the world to come here. You know, if you were in China... You know, I'm reading in different things or watching videos. I mean, if you were in China and you were you were whistleblowing on this flu, um, a lot of times these people disappeared. You know, a woman said, my son disappeared. I haven't heard from him since he was talking about stuff that was going on, how the Chinese were lying about a lot of things. So, which could happen to America, but for the most part, we can go on YouTube, we can go talk to the press or, you know, contact a newspaper and get a story out there obviously and in a podcast too you can get things out without pretty much repercussions although youtube is cracking down on certain things which is kind of bs but what can you do but take a breath you know and when will this end i mean this is i don't know what i don't even know what day it was you lose track of what day it is it's uh april 9th thursday so it's been, what, maybe three weeks since I've been at, at work at the office? And it's just, uh, it's kind of crazy. And the only thing I fear is that, you know, my parents will get it. And they're older and they're 78. Oh, actually, my dad will be 78 this month. It's coming up soon. Uh, so I worry about them because they'll go out shopping and grocery shopping. But it really doesn't make a difference. If I was to go out grocery shopping for them, doesn't mean I couldn't get it and give it to them. So it's, but it's at least the, you know, the grocery stores. And I went to Whole Foods today just because I knew they'd have eggs because uh, all these was out. So I went there and they just allow a certain many, a certain amount of people in the store at a time. And most people are wearing masks. I had a mask because what the hell, I might as well just do it but it's like weird i'm going on an aisle he's like you can't go on this aisle it's one way i'm like oh i didn't notice it on the ground you know one we have it's it's like i'm going through a city you know this is a one-way street i can turn around so i guess i want the traffic to circulate a certain way and everybody be spaced out and even in the line the checkout line everybody's there's x's on the floor where you need to stand it's like holy cow it's like a you almost think you're in a bread line in a communist country you know or in venezuela the insanity that's going there um but it's almost surreal. It's like you watch all these, uh, see all these movies before this happened about things that would, uh, viruses or whatever, pandemics. And then I was watching more of them while we're in it and just trying to, you know, I think that it's so funny how people criticize whether it's the president or whoever, um, you know, when the president wanted to, shut down the air traffic from China or in other places, you get called a racist. Well, 
it's only it's what you would do if you knew half your family had the flu. You're not going to open your door and let them come in and talk to you. Maybe you'll talk to them at a distance, but you don't want to get sick or somebody, you know, you want to get, you know, just, I don't understand that small minded thinking of, oh, we're just cutting off the supply of where it's coming from. We're trying to. So it's just like, you know, he's not doing enough. He's doing too much or there is no, it's very difficult. It's very, if it's so, you know what it is? It's almost like a movie critic. Like, a movie critic could say a movie is two out of five stars. And then you might watch it and think, wow, that was like, I think that's like a three and a half or four star. I kind of liked it. It's so easy to be a critic, but it's so difficult to find people. Uh, like, what's your solution? I mean, there was a woman that had a small YouTube channel. I was talking about some about it. And I go, well, what's, I can hear you. I can see you're complaining about it, but what's your solution? And it wasn't like she had that many responses. She responded to some people. Didn't respond back to me, and I'm like, well, what's your solution? I can see you're complaining about what's going on, but come up with an idea. It's so easy to criticize anything. Okay, but it's it's good to point out something and say, okay, this is not right. So how can we come together to solve the problem? You know, because you, you know, be the victim, criticize stuff, and it just goes on and on. Obviously, the press does this all day, and it's just, it's just, it's disgusting. Asking idiot questions, it's just, uh, I don't even want to, uh, I'm so done with it. It's almost time for bed. <laughs> oh, God. That's the problem. I got to go for a walk tomorrow morning. Get up early in the morning, about six, do an hour, lift some weights, bought a bunch of food, uh, so I'm not, I'm not really complaining about anything. The only thing is I had to get my uh, yearly blood test. And I'm a two-time cancer survivor of, well, I had thyroid cancer and they pulled it out of me. And then in 2011, and then in 2015, there was cancer coming back. So I swallowed some radioactive pills. Everything was good. Until 2018, it got... Like I was going to have cancer again and they did a scan and I was clear. So the tumor marker, which is one of the blood tests among three blood tests total out of tumor markers, one, you know, tumor marker has to be at a certain level and not the last test, but the test before was 8.8, which is way high. And that's why they scanned me. Then it went down to 3.5, which is better. And then the, I just got the results today for today's, and it was 1.1, 1. 1.5, which is good. But I got to call the, the uh, endocrinologist tomorrow and see what he says. What does it mean? Is Because I guess if it stayed the same or went up, it would have been bad. But I, hopefully that it's progressively going, pr- progressively going down, you know, from 8.8 to 3.1, that's over half. And then to 1.5 from 3.1, that's half, you know. So, uh Stress. Don't need stress in my life. <laughs> but I've dealt with it. And, you know, and if it was going up, I'd have to swallow some radioactive pills again, which would make me uh, very susceptible to, to... When you swallow radioactive stuff, it kind of destroys your gut your gut and your immunity to stuff, sort of, because you're kind of it's kind of killing... Kills cancer cells, yes, but it also kills other shit. Don't believe that it just kills one thing. Because I, when I did it, you know, when you have to 
use paper plates, paper cups, and throw out everything you touch and use for food. Uh, you can't be around people for two straight days. Um, it's obviously pretty toxic stuff. You can't go, if I went to an airport, I would set off the alarms. It's pretty toxic. Uh, so I know I'm babbling going all over the place, which I typically do, but I think there was a lot bouncing around in my head that I had to get out and talk to you guys about. It's just, uh, that's my suggestion. On your Netflix, or if you need to rent it via Prime or something, Dallas Buyers Club, it's got some good things in there. and It's interesting how you could see bits and pieces of yourself, maybe how you treated somebody because you understand or want to know what they were or because you had some false notion by friends, family, whoever of how, who a person is and why you shouldn't talk to them or be friends with them. I think it's pretty powerful to, you know, progress as you're getting older and learning things about, uh, you know, don't have a preconceived notion of who a person is until you know who a person is. Um, that's basically it for today. Um, I just wish you health and happiness and just stay safe during this pandemic and be kind to one another. Um, you know, be understanding, um, respectful and all that jazz. So I just want to thank you all for listening. Have a beautiful day, night or morning, wherever you are in the world. And thank you for listening to Davism's podcast. And until next time, I will see you somewhere.